Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And when we play video games, we often get put into the very meaty shoes of the hero. But some games, though, either deliberately or inadvertently throw in characters who just pale in comparison, looking as pathetic as an ant next to a giant. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 most pathetic video game characters ever. Number 10, Johnny Sasaki, Metal Gear Solid. So while many Metal Gear fans would expect to see Raiden on this list, you know what, they would be mistaken since Raiden transformed into an undeniable badass by the fourth game and even got his own spin-off which was absolutely amazing. Instead, this one goes to one of the series' running jokes who fittingly enough, seeing as he's quite shit, forever needs the toilet. So if Snake ever got captured, he could always count on at least one inept guard being there named Johnny Sasaki. He was the sniffling guard who got knocked out and stripped down by Meryl. As if having a cold and getting embarrassed wasn't bad enough, he also had a stomach virus giving him the run so bad that he actually let Snake escape his cell. Oddly enough, these runs also run in the family, as his grandfather had similar problems and even the same guard job, trying and failing to keep Big Boss locked up in his cell. Johnny manages to catch that same flu during the Big Shell incident and suffers from it again, leaving him on the can for one of the game's more comedic moments. Realising how eerily similar the situation is to Shadow Moses, he decides not to interfere with Emma Emmerich's rescue. Surprisingly, he shows up in Metal Gear Solid 4, still dealing with stomach issues the whole time, becoming one of the few characters in video game history to actually soil his pants. Still, though, he manages to win the heart of Meryl in spite of his irritable bowels. Number 9. Big the Cat – Sonic Adventure Big the Cat entered the ever-expanding list of Sonic characters in the Sonic Adventure series, receiving about as much love as Jar Jar Binks did when he came into Star Wars. The Sonic series has had a rough history with side characters, hitting with edgy anti-heroes like Knuckles and Shadow, but shooting an entire blank with the likes of Big, who defeats the entire purpose of the Sonic games. People buy them because they, as the intro to Sonic X states, have got to go fast. The last thing that they're going to want to do is control a lumber bring Slowpoke who has to fish to find his lost frog. Sonic fans hated him so much that the developers added in cathartic visuals of a dead big into Sonic Adventure 2, like his body being found underwater or him getting run over by the giant truck that chases Sonic through San Francisco. Indeed, cats would not be redeemed in the Sonic universe until Blaze the Cat debuted in 2005. Number 8. Dan, Street Fighter 
Now, Street Fighter's lovable loser Dan will never be thought of highly by competitive players, except that one time that a patch actually made him slightly good and it surprised the world way too much. But he is a soft spot in the heart of every fan of the game. Some players even master his ridiculous move set just so that they can have the pleasure of embarrassing their opponents. Made as an intentionally inept character, Dan was created to be a dig at Capcom's rival company SNK, who produced a similar series to Street Fighter: The King of Fighters. They gave him a wimpy fireball that barely escaped his fist, a pink gi, the same haircut as King of Fighters pugilist Robert Garcia, and erratic emotions that left him crying even after wins. Even when he wins in the storyline, it actually doesn't really count. The victory over Sagat that he pulled off in Street Fighter Alpha ended up being the result of Sagat throwing the fight because he actually pitied Dan. While he does not provide much more beyond comic relief, he's still a welcome presence in any world fighting tournament, regardless of whether or not he got invited. Number 7. Hope Final Fantasy 13. 13 is indeed an unlucky number for a reason. Fortunately, not even a series as storied as Final Fantasy could escape this number's curse. This edition of Final Fantasy had quite a lot to hate. From its obtuse story that required hours of lore reading, to its linear world that failed to open up even after 20 hours of play, to its controversial battle system which offered autoplay as a feature, effectively turning battles into just more cinematics. But few things were more hateable than hope. A child who finds himself tangled up in the resistance efforts against Final Fantasy XIII's villains. Unfortunately, he doesn't offer much to the party, whining enough to beat out even the collective angst of the series' other protagonists combined, and constantly needing to be talked down by the game's little ball of joy, Vanille. I hate her as well. For all of his problems, he should have had some anger to harness in battles, but never provides much of a statistical advantage to the team. While he does work through his problems, by that point in the story, his personality rubbed so many players the wrong way, they couldn't have even been paid to care about him. Square thought that they wrote something endearing, but instead, they just made him bloody insufferable. Number 6. Samus, Metroid Other M Now, I know what you might be thinking, whoa, 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 Jules, my boy, how are you going to do Samus dirty like this? But this is the thing. In every other game, she's amazing. In Other M, she is not. Samus, who for a long time had been heralded as one of gaming's leading ladies for her silent demeanor, relentless hunting skills, and willingness to rush into perilous situations, was here turned into a useless, faux-deep idiot by Team Ninja. Clearly, the dead-or-alive beach volleyball crew were not a good fit to be trusted with the duty of giving Samus a good personality. Gone was the quiet time and intense action that Metroid was known for, and in its place were non-stop monologues and barking orders from an off-screen authority, because Apparently, Samus has to answer to a man now. That's good character development. What was supposed to be a story about how Samus learns to cope with the trauma and loss that Ridley forced upon her instead became this faux-feminist narrative about how much Samus needs the approval from a male authority figure. Which again, not great character development. This character's downgrade has made fans publicly disregard the game from the series. It is that bad. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. 
My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, what culture gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number five, the grunt, Halo. Few characters are more of a chore to fight through than these little buggers. I mean, jackals provided some intrigue with their shield and usually are armed with a needler, which is one of the Covenant's most fun weapons to handle, hunters made for tough encounters given their obscure weak points, and elites have become some of the most iconic enemies in gaming history, toting both invisibility powers and the iconic energy sword, which might well be the greatest weapon that Halo has ever offered. But grunts? Well, they're barely worth the bullets used to take them out. They don't even carry decent weapons, usually holding the flimsy plasma pistol, which is hardly a fun weapon to even use. If stronger enemies are taken out first, the grunts will likely stop being a threat, instead running away to hide from the action. What a bunch of wimps. That hatred that Halo fans had for the grunts was actually pretty compounded, because in Halo 2, the player got to take control of the Arbiter, a disgraced elite who was sent on a threatening suicide mission to atone for the losses suffered in Halo 1. From there, players commanded a Covenant squad, but always had to deal with the grunts who weren't much good for anything other than getting shot. Number 4. Lester the Unlikely Very rarely are video game characters deliberately made to be pathetic. Even less likely is that this deliberately pathetic character being the actual protagonist, but that's what Lester the Unlikely is all about. This pencil-neck geek literally falls asleep reading a comic book on a dock and ends up becoming a stowaway on a pirate ship, before ending up on a deserted island. This, though, is only the start of the issues, because when the player takes control of Lester, they find a character that is unwilling to follow commands, running away from danger rather than just 
obeying what the player is actually telling him to do. Sure, by the end of the game, he may have overcome his problems and even found love along the way, but no amount of rushed character development handled by the game's lame ending will ever be enough to erase the memory of how dorky this character was to control. Number 3. Tingle, Majora's Mask Ah, there's something to be said for a 35-year-old man in a green bodysuit and bright red swim trunks. I'm not sure what that is, but there's definitely something to be said. Tingle's design, whether it's in the cartoonish cell-shaded games with its flimsy moustache or uncannalistically realistic depiction in Majora's Mask, has always kept him looking like an absolute joke. The guy is even an embarrassment to his own father, as he ran away from home convinced that he should actually have been a fairy like the Kakiri children or the game's protagonist Link. His actual function in his debut game doesn't even even serve much purpose as he just sells maps for outside areas, even though the area designed for Majora's Mask was intuitive enough to the point that the player didn't even need maps. The only thing that he actually offers is a side quest that nets the player a piece of heart in return for showing a picture of him to his father. Regardless of what game he was appearing in, his morph suit and speedo combo paired with the litany of weird sounds he makes made him a character the player never wanted to have on screen when their parents walked in. Still though, all that aside, we all still love him really. Number 2. Ashley, Resident Evil 4 So while a lot of the other characters on this list might be trash, well Ashley takes the absolute cake seeing as you can actually leave her in a dumpster. The president's daughter turned Resident Evil 4, which is still one of the greatest games of all time, into an elongated escort mission. The stress that used to be caused by zombies coming at the player with a chainsaw was now kind of replaced by the sound of Ashley's cries for help as she finds yet another way to get herself caught. Her entire presence took everything awesome about Resident Evil 4 and instead replaced it with everything players hated about Yoshi's Island. Only here with a teenage girl instead of a baby version of Mario. And having to escort her basically boiled down to, oh look, there's a bunch of enemies, right, you stay here, Ashley, while I deal with all the threats, or I'm going to put you in the bin so that they can't grab you. Rinse and bloody repeat. And after all of that screaming, wailing, and demanding help whenever she needed it, is it actually even surprising at all that Leon denied a bit of overtime? Why would he want to clock in for more of that? And number one, Slippy Toad. So the first thing that Slippy does in Star Fox 64 is get himself shot at begging at you to help him. This sets the tone for everything that he does in the rest of the game. Nay, actually the series. It's just an endless cycle of bad, cocky dialogue from him, followed up by him being made into a target before needing to be bailed out by Fox yet again. The other members of Star Fox crew all had something to offer. Peppy effectively was the voice of the tutorial. Falco, while being a little surly, could still be effective and efficient, managing to always take down a few enemies enemy ships and put a dent in the boss, even Crystal showed her worth in Star Fox Assault. The only asset that Slippy provides is getting the health bar for bosses, which isn't even that necessary since all bosses take the same damage. He even gets himself smacked around by the boss of Sector X, forcing players to sit through a beyond boring Landmaster level just so that they can rescue the most inconsequential member of the team. In spite of Slippy's incompetence, he's been omnipresent through the entire series and doesn't look like he's going anywhere soon. Every team has to have its weak link, apparently, and for Star Fox, that is most definitely slippy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.